going to take a few moments just to share from the Word of God for us tonight. And if I had a title, I would call it My Burning Heart. Amen? So if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn with me to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. And just very quickly, the context is it's barely a, a day or so after resurrection. Jesus is with some of his disciples. They're on the road to a little town called Emmaus, about seven, maybe eight miles away from Jerusalem. And verse 32 really stands out. And they said to one another, did our heart not burn within us while we talked with us by the way and while he opened us to scriptures? So it forces a question. What is a burning heart? A burning heart is someone who has encountered a renewed commitment to Jesus Christ. When you think about your own heart, you think about your day of salvation, how your heart was set ablaze by the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ. And maybe now today, after our Fresh Fire Fall Prayer Summit, hearts have been set ablaze again. When you think of Scripture, you often see and hear evidence of God affiliating and associating His power and His presence with fire. He spoke to Moses, as we heard from Dr. John Andrews, through a burning bush that was on fire. Amen? In Mount Sinai, God descended upon us in fire in Exodus 19. When God is confirming His covenant to Abraham, right between the two sacrifices, what do we see? We see a smoking furnace and a burning lamp. Right the way through Scripture, God speaks to us through fire. And so a heart that is on fire for God is a heart that has encountered the presence of God. And when you think about fires in the natural, they're very difficult to put out. You think of those fires maybe in northern California, parts of Australia, all it takes is one small ignition. Somebody dropping a cigarette butt or a match, and all of a sudden, acres and acres of ground are just consumed by the fire. And the authorities, they do everything in their power to try and put it out. Usually water, they try to contain and restrict its influence and its impact. And I wonder for us today, what are the things that we allow in our lives to put out the fire of God in our lives? Maybe you allow disappointment. Maybe that's the water. Disappointment and discouragement, fear and failure dampens the fire that God has put in your heart and that causes your burning heart to go out. Maybe you go through the challenges of life and you find yourself in difficult circumstances and situations where other people, family members, friends, people you think are meant to encourage and impact your life positively, they smother you, they suppress you, they stifle and they silence you, and the fire goes out. But the only, in my understanding, the only third option is that we allow the fire just to filter out itself because we don't take care of it. You know, Paul said to Timothy, fan into flame, fan into flame the gift 
that God has given you. And that's Paul writing and speaking to Timothy towards the end of his life where he's lived a journey. He's gone through trials. He's gone through disappointments. He's lived an incredible Christian walk. But he recognizes that if we don't pay attention to our hearts, that fire that was once roaring can eventually burn out. So how do you get a burning heart? Well, it's very simple. In Luke 24, verses 25 to 27, we read the word of God. He then said to him, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things, to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures concerning himself. Wow. You want to get a burning heart? Open the word of God. Huh? You want to get a burning heart? Open the word of God, the living, infallible word of God that will echo for eternity, that is perfect, that is spirit-breathed. If you want to get to know God's heart and his nature and his character for your life, open the word of God, and you will capture very, very quickly his heart for you. Do we allow ourselves to open the word of God? It's a question for us. I don't know about you. I have a cell phone, and it frightens me. I'm on Apple. But it frightens me sometimes when you get those automated reports that tell me how much screen time that I've had, and I'm like, no way, no way. Now, maybe people are getting convicted in the room but I wonder whether it's screen time or scriptures that are dictating our lives. When you think about everything that you consume in a day, so much of it is wedded to screens, laptops, iPads, TVs, everything. And I think, do we give God time? We, we want to hear from God. We complain about God being silent, but we don't open our Bible. God wants to speak, but we've got to open the word of God to hear what he has to say to us. We spend hours watching TV, only moments in the word of God. We think we find time for the things that are important, and always we find that the important crowds out the urgent. There is nothing more important for us as Christians to maintain a heart on fire for God than reading the word of God daily. We know in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. The Word of God is brilliant as you read it in the morning, but you need some fresh manna tomorrow morning, amen? You can't rely on yesterday for tomorrow's Word, amen? So we've got to dig into the Word of God more and more. Our second point is that God ultimately encounters us as we communion with Him. When you read the word here in verse 32, and he said to one another, did our hearts not burn with us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened scripture to us? Who do you give most of your time or fellowship to? Is it your friends? Is it your social media? Is it your work colleagues? Is it even your spouse? Or is your first port of call communion and fellowship? with the Lord Jesus Christ, because he's wanting fellowship with you. 
And I've learned on my own Christian journey, even when I'm on top form, I'm in the best place possible spiritually. And I just want more and more and more and more of God. He is always going to want more and more of me than I'm ever going to want of him, even on my best day. I never have to worry about the internet connection working. I don't have to worry about whether or not he hears me. I don't have to worry about whether or not he's even interested in what I have to say because he's always available. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Amen? Amen. And I know we know the journey of Martha and Mary and there's people in the church that say we need to be Martha and there's people in the church that need to be Mary. A little bit of a theological conundrum and I won't dig into it too much. But we need to be both. And we often think it's one or the other. But often in different moments and seasons, you might find yourself being Mary. Other moments, you might find yourself being Martha. Don't neglect one or or prioritize one ahead of the other simply because that's what you value. God values hard work, but he also values you sitting at his feet and hearing from him. Amen? Amen? Praise God. We also need to recognize in our walk that we need to be activated into the call of God on our lives. Amen? Our Christian choices, we often make the distinction between what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's evil, but often it's actually what's good versus what's best. Any parents in the house? One or two parents, whether you're an actual biological parent or a spiritual parent, anyone that you nurture, anyone that you look after, anyone that you disciple, often they know best, they think they know best. But often, actually, you as the parent know best. The kid or the child may know what's good for them, but the parent knows best, which reminds us that God always knows what's best for our lives. And I'm a firm believer that what we carry, we communicate. So if you carry the presence of God, the power of God, that's going to come out. You're going to communicate that. And when you're set ablaze for God... People are going to see that. People are going to see it in your witness, in your communication, in how you carry yourself, in moments where you may be harsh, you're gentle. In moments where it may be easy to be judgmental, you're gracious. In moments where you can have your pound of flesh and and have your way and put that person to rights, you demonstrate grace. Amen? And so you've got to ask yourself tonight, you've been set ablaze with our fresh fire fall, prayer summit, What are you going to do to stay on fire for God? Because the reality is tomorrow morning is coming and you have to face the tube, you have to face your boss, you have to face a whole plethora of responsibilities and roles that you have to operate in and it's in those moments that either that fan, that flame will be extinguished or you're going to fan it into flame and stand strong with all that God has deposited in and through your heart. God wants fellowship with us. He wants communion with us, but he also wants us to respond. Verse 28, Then he drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that they would have gone further. God always wants our fellowship. He always wants to tabernacle and to fellowship with us, and to encounter us, and for us to experience him to the fullest. But God loves us so much, he gave us this beautiful gift called free will. And he will never force himself upon us. He will never take us further than we ourselves are prepared to go. 
The word here clearly indicates he would have gone further. The disciples were maybe not so sure. So you have to ask yourself, do you want to go further than where you are today in your walk and journey with God? Because a burning heart is ignited by the word of God. It is always developed by our communion and our fellowship with God. But then it has to become active. It has to demonstrate. It has to give out. And they've traveled a long way already in their journey from Jerusalem. They've stopped for a night. They're on their way to Emmaus. And now they're getting ready to rest. And Jesus wants to encounter them in a deeper way. Because when our hearts burn with the presence of God and the reality of who God is, you can't keep it to yourself. If if you've ever led anyone to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's because you are believing what you yourself have encountered and experienced, and you believe it's so precious that you have to hand it on. Amen? Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. Anything that we do, we do because we believe it to be true. We come to church, we read the Word of God, we love one another, we serve one another, we give, we use our gifts and our talents. We don't do all of that because we think that's a lie. We do that because we know it's true, and we know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And so I want to ask us this evening as we come to a close, would you do me an honor and stand with me this evening and write where you are? I want to ask you really three short questions, three points, three reminders. Which of these three areas that we've just read briefly in Luke 24 do you need to uh, demonstrate and fan into flame in your life? So that the gift that God has given you, the fire, the burning heart within you continues to burn. Is it reading and studying the scriptures? Perhaps that's true for some of us here tonight. Maybe we need that daily communion with God. Maybe we've become so mature and so seasoned in our walk with Jesus that we've kind of worked him out. or We think we have. But actually there's always more. And the more of the word of God you read, believe me, the little you realize you actually know and understand. (laughs) There is always something fresh when you open the word of God. And I read this quote many, many years ago, and it's not attributed to me. I wish I could take the credit. That the word of God is the only book that you will ever read that demands the presence of the author. Brilliant quote. I wish I could take credit for that, but I cannot. But maybe tonight you need Increased communion, daily communion, consistent, faithful communion with the Father. Or maybe thirdly, you, need, you know you've got gifts. You know that God has birthed something in you. You know that God has given you gifts that will encourage and enrich other people in the body of Christ. But it's been dented, it's been dulled, it's been damaged by circumstance. And maybe you've allowed that to fall away. And you've used that as an excuse You know, you will never find freedom from the stuff you continually give excuses for. And so right where you are, why don't you bow your head, close your eyes, focus on the Lord right now, and in your own way, take a moment to respond to the Word of God. This is Jesus unveiling himself to some of his disciples, and they weren't even sure Maybe they saw the scars in his hand and they were able to identify him that way. 
Maybe they saw something unique, something that set him apart. But he walked with them. He fellowshiped with them. And he showed them who he was and what he was capable of achieving and accomplishing through hearts that were set on fire for him. And so I invite you tonight in the spirit of grace and transparency, in moments of encounter and invitation, do you need to read and study the Word of God more and let the Word of God be expounded and experienced afresh in your heart? If you're struggling to connect with God, that's a great route in. Are you maybe a bit mature and seasoned as a Christian here tonight and you kind of know all the verses or you know all the main, main and major verses and you've kind of worked church out, you think you've worked God out and daily communion becomes optional extras on your Christian menu. Maybe you need to reconnect to the Father through daily fellowship, simply sitting at his feet, hearing afresh from him. Or maybe you're here tonight and you know that God has deposited something in you. But you know you've got to take that little bit step and go a little bit further. And God is prompting and prodding and pushing and saying to you, hey, I'll go further. You first. Take that step of faith and let God release and activate every gift, rebirth every dream, reawaken every heart to see the Father to see your destiny and your calling, not just as some long shot, some pipe dream that will never be achieved or attained, but no, something that you will accomplish and achieve because your heart is set on fire for God.